This is One in 36, a presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. One in 36 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And I'm very pleased to be speaking with two gentlemen who I know well. Uh, they're both neighbors of mine in the village of Rhinebeck, as well as all around great people doing good work. Um, so first, uh, the mayor of the village of Rhinebeck, Gary Bassett. Good to see you, Gary. Hello, Eliza. Good to see you too. And also we have the... Joe Fallon, who is the chair of the Autism Supportive Community Committee, which we're going to hear all about today, and former superintendent of schools in Rhinebeck Central School District. So good morning, Joe. Great. So um, I want to start, and I know you guys are going to kind of play off each other, and you feel free to, to, to do that because I know you do a lot of work together. But uh, I'm going to start with you, Joe. If you could just give us a, an overview of uh, what the Autism Supportive Community Committee is, and maybe uh, if you can, who sits on it, or give us an idea of the type of people who are engaged with committee work right now. Sure. Um, well, the the uh, Village Rhinebeck Autism Supportive uh, Community Initiative and the committee that has been the driving force behind that initiative um, started, uh, I think, a little more than four years ago. Um, and it actually, and Gary's going to talk a little bit about the genesis of of this initiative in the committee. Um, but uh, we uh, have tried to get as many community members um, as possible with a variety of backgrounds involved in the committee. Uh, we have educators who are involved in the committee. We have some fantastic people who are employees of the Anderson Center, who are members of our committee, who really bring the expertise on training and um, the autism spectrum to our committee. We, we could not do it without them, for sure. Um, we um, would like to have more parents on our committee. We have had some parents on our committee, um, uh, including those who have family members on the spectrum. Um, and um, we, we don't, we're always looking for more Um we uh, let's see who else uh, we have uh, some uh, we have a couple of uh, retirees who are on the committee who are former educators and current special educators. Uh, so we we have a pretty broad spectrum of uh, of people who are interested in this topic and helping out. And that's really what we need is people who have the interest and who want to make a difference. It's not just a committee to sit on. It's a committee to uh, come to action to uh, to make a difference in our community. Wonderful. That's great. Thank you, Joe. Sure. sure. Um, Gary, do you want to do you want to take it from there for a little bit and maybe take us back uh, over those four years back to the beginning and, and give us some context for both how it came to be and why? Uh, in your opinion, as mayor of the village, it is so important to continue. Uh, excellent question. Um, and absolutely, yes. So this really was a breakthrough concept from Anderson Center for Autism, who developed a model, developed a thought of 
How can we get a community engaged in autism awareness? Most people know, listening to the radio, if you've met one person on autism, you've met one person on autism, and, and sort of saying goes. But and they're working; they were working very closely with businesses individually and and with parents, et cetera, and through their school. But to take a community and say, how can we get involved? They came to me and they came to my office and presented this pitch of trying to create a model. And as the story goes. Uh, it took me two seconds to say yes, because this is so important to do, to have the ability to represent inclusiveness within our village, diversity within our village, and equality within our village. All of those concepts need to be brought in, and we need to embrace them at the village level and to and to work with that. So the concept was we would work with businesses with, within only the village of Rhinebeck. The villages would that we work with we had to go through a process of education and training. And the ultimate goal here is to hire some, have the businesses be able to hire people that are on the spectrum. You said you're now one in 36. Well, four years ago, it was what, one in 54? Was it? You were called one in 54, and now you're one in 36. And think about the people that are available now that are on the spectrum that – having a maybe having a Denny or don't have a Denny or are identified as some way that we could now work with our businesses to get them employed. So we, we, we launched this thing, right. And from this was pre pandemic. And when we launched it, everybody was super excited and it was so well overwhelming to see how the businesses came to. And we launched a program called hashtag one thing. All we yep. were asking for. Do you remember that, Eliza? We, uh, I do. Joe, and Joe was on our committee at the time as well because we started out with bringing in stakeholders from the village, the school, the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, the chamber, and all of those organizations that could make the surrounded or made up part of the village. And that was the original formation. And then we launched it, and we had – up to 20 people on the committee at one time. And we were doing hashtag one thing, which means you had to, we went out to businesses, we told them what we were doing, and we asked them to do one thing, whether it be lower the music, create a a menu board versus a readable board, which some of our restaurants did, or make accommodations for people when they're coming in. Uh, and one of the biggest things that was so successful was our sensory safe kits. Mm-hmm. A lot of our businesses realized that they didn't have the tools at their at their desks or at their business to be able to. If there is a situation which comes about with all these parents are wanting to come and and spend time in their stores and in the village, they just needed to be able to know that this community was there to support them. These sensory safe kits came in with tactile toys touchable things, headphones if they needed, whatever kind of stuff that Anderson Center really devised the kits. And then we made them available to the businesses to be able to say, hey, that's your one thing. That's all. That's as simple as it was to get started was just do one thing. 58% of the businesses launched immediately and has got involved. Not only that, our police department has the sensory safe kits in, in our in all of our police cars, and we have them in our fire trucks because you never know when you're on a call with either one of those first responders, and they've used them. You know, they've been they've come in handy. That now that's a tool that they have in in their repertoire as well. So it was like overwhelming because people wanted to be part of it and join in being able to support, and the businesses thought that there was value in the, in in the return, and that's what it's twofold here, Eliza. It's not only do we want to help and 
educate people on what autism is and how you can work with people of autism. So there was an advantage to those people, but there's a, there has to be a payback for the businesses as well. So they were given a decal. Yes. And do you remember that, that little blue decal? That I we still made? see it. Yeah. yeah. And they put it in their window and identified them as being a, a member of the autism supportive community. Mm-hmm. And that let parents or individuals or anybody know that this was a place that had at least the concept and the idea of what to do. Yeah, so that absolutely. was the launch. And, that, and then the pandemic hit and we had to go into a law, which everybody we all know about. And now we're coming out of that law and just hitting full force with a with a with a great committee. Eliza, can I can I riff a little bit on what what Gary just said? Please do. Go uh, ahead. Because, uh, you know, I don't think we can underestimate the importance of engaging our business community. And Gary's already addressed that. But uh, part of our mission is also to uh, to increase awareness amongst people who not only live in our village, but who visit here, who shop here, um, not only tourists, but people who live in, in the Hudson Valley year round to raise the profile of the need, not only in our businesses, but in our community more broadly uh, of understanding and acceptance of people, both residents and visitors who are on the spectrum and who need the support that we can provide. So it's really broad. Uh, from the business perspective, uh, I think, you know, not to sound um, crass in any way, but for the businesses, it's good business. Because yes. if you have that sticker on your window, people who have a family member on the spectrum are going to be more inclined to visit your business and spend time there and spend money there. But it's not just about money and and improving business. That's part of it, certainly. But it's the right thing to do. These are our neighbors. These are our friends. And if people don't know about autism, they'll be less likely to be understanding, to be empathetic, and to be supportive in any number of different places. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a very, very, very brief anecdote that really is what got me involved with this committee. Um, my wife and I were attending church in a community a couple hours away from here. So this is not happening in, in Rhinebeck. Um, and we were at we were at a church service and two rows ahead of us was a woman with a young boy, maybe around 10 or 11 or 12-ish. Um, and in front of them were some other people attending church. And the young boy started to act out, okay? Mm-hmm. And the people in front of them turned around, now this is in church, mind you, of all places, turned around and dressed that woman down and said, get your kid under control. We can't concentrate on what's going on here. You need to do something about that. And I turned to my wife and I said, I bet that young boy is on the spectrum. And these people are doing exactly what they shouldn't be doing. At the very least, they could have gotten up and moved away if they were really not upset about it. And when I came back to Rhinebeck, I said to Gary, this was my experience. And I feel like I've got to be part of the solution. So that never happens in a place like Rhinebeck or any place else. So that's really what kind of pushed me over the edge. And she said, you know what, if you think that you should be getting involved in that committee as busy as you are in your work, (laughs) go right ahead. I'll support you 100% because it is the right thing to do. 
That's great. Thank you, Joe, for sharing that. And actually, it's a great place to take our our break. Um, You kept repeating the phrase, it's the right thing to do. I say that all the time on this podcast because I have the pleasure of talking to people um, doing lots of different things in many different areas, but all related to uh, somehow supporting or engaging, building awareness for doing research around, you know, uh, employing uh, people on the autism spectrum. And we all end up talking about how it often comes down to just knowing the difference between right and wrong, remembering that we all know that deep down and uh-huh. choosing to do what's right. Um, so thank you for that. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come right back uh, to one in 36. This is one in 36, the weekly podcast on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. There are a ton of social networking websites, but one stands apart for a very special reason. This one saves lives. It's matchingdonors.com. Matchingdonors.com links organ donors with people in need of kidney and other transplants. In the U.S., 22 people die each day waiting for an organ transplant, most of them for kidneys. If you've ever considered becoming a living organ donor, or if you're someone in need of an organ transplant, visit matchingdonors.com, home of the greatest gift of all, the gift of life. Matchingdonors.com. Somewhere there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. And now, 1 in 36 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with the mayor of the village of Rhinebeck, New York, Gary Bassett, and uh, also the chair of the Autism Supportive Community Committee in Rhinebeck and the former superintendent of Rhinebeck Central School District, um, Joe Phelan. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show today. Sure. So I think you've you've both just sort of done a great job in the first half of the show describing the work of the Autism Community uh, Supportive Community Committee, uh, the Do One Thing hashtag, the the history. Uh, Mayor Bassett was great. I I had the privilege of of watching a lot of that start and and move forward prior to the pandemic hitting, and it was really exciting for us too. Um, so we appreciate being a part of it. Everybody at Anderson Center um, who's been in in various ways just involved to certain degrees. We we love that partnership, and we like you see this as a model that has legs, so to speak, um, and really could impact so many more communities by following this model. Um, And we certainly hope that happens. Um, Gary, I'd love to throw this question to you. Uh, You're a longtime resident of Rhinebeck. I know that. Um, I I don't recall, but I believe you may have raised your children in Rhinebeck. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So you've been there for a long time. And, and now this is happening. And I think Joe, before the break, really hit on a lot of great points about it's not only about the business community, though that's a large aspect of the work. It's also about visitors, local or from far away. We know that Rhinebeck is becoming just a, <laughs> a mix, a hugely diverse mix of people from all over. Um, but you've lived there for a very long time. Your children have grown up there. It, I think, you know, was a very sort of sleepy, small quiet village for a long time um why what is what is the importance of having a committee 
of these these engaged participating members of your community doing this work and and getting back to it now that the pandemic is is uh is behind us for in, in large part in terms of restrictions why is it important in your in your words all right so i want to spin back on that because i want to spin back to the words that you use it's a, the model and it's the model that we're creating anderson center came here with the concept and the idea the village of Rhinebeck is implementing and providing how and where it can all be developed. So mm-hmm. in the end, we have a model that we don't own this model. The village of Rhinebeck is not the owner. Anderson Center is really the concept and the owner. And so what we wanted to do was partner with Anderson to develop a model that could be shared across the country, across the world for all that matters. And it's not for recognition of the village of Rhinebeck. It's to be able to create something that anybody anywhere can use. As Joe can also remember, we've been here at the village. We've been contacted by a, over a dozen communities to say, oh, "Great, we've heard about what you're doing. We see it on your website. We we somebody told us, or we've moved here because of this." All those great things that have happened as a result of this, but we've created a model that anybody can use. And these, we've talked to many communities and now Anderson works with them and where they go from there, but it's not for us. It's for everyone. And that's what I want to say is important. It's Mm -hmm. about serving a class of people, you know, not just here in the village of Rhinebeck, all, but all across the country and how that's, how that's important. So to reference your exact question in terms of the dynamics, how it's affected the village of Rhinebeck, I think it's opened a lot of people's eyes. It's opened yeah. a lot of people's eyes. It says we took them through a process of first of education mm-hmm. and then training. Right. And now we're working with with more businesses to expand that training model so that they can become employers. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you have one in 36, mm-hmm. that's a huge number of people that are in the workforce that can come that can come and be beneficial to everybody. So it's created an, an idea or a concept that, you know, can be carried out, but it can be carried out in terms of our businesses. It can be carried out in terms of people, but it's really about that awareness in terms of, again, what I said, diversity, inclusion, equality within the village of Rhinebeck. And if we can demonstrate that here, anybody can do it because yeah. there's great, it's just, there's just great people here that are, that are receptive. That's great to hear. And I, and I agree with you that the ideal outcome here is to just keep this moving forward and expanding. Um, I want to mention just also, I'm a resident of Rhinebeck and I have kids in the school district, um, right now who obviously know what I do for a living and they know where I work. So they've, they've had, uh, opportunities to be more, maybe get a little bit more awareness and, and understanding because of what I come home with every day, um, about, autism and the autistic community and how prevalent it is. Um, and both of them have made friends with uh, other kids who, who are on the autism spectrum. It's, it's a different world that they're growing up in, in terms of, um, in terms of uh, understanding and openness and, and uh, a real movement in general towards a, not just awareness, but acceptance. And hopefully, you know, even beyond that moving forward. But I do want to point out that I walk my dog often through the village. And one of the signs that I love the most, we, I do see the decals everywhere. I love that there's decals on the front doors of the school buildings. Um, but there's also a nice sign that is on one of the parks. And I just wanted to mention that that speaks to what you were talking about, Joe, before mm-hmm. that, uh, it's not, don't look for it just 
in the windows of, of businesses. Um, while that is extraordinarily important because so many families raising a loved one with autism feel very isolated and can feel very much like they're not allowed or welcome in the business community, thereby seriously impacting their quality of life. Um, the idea that you all took the time out to make sure that it's also just in these open settings where nobody's necessarily at a gate asking, but you're proactively telling the walker by, <laughs> you know, the person on the bike ride that, hey, this is something we want everyone to know that that it's not just this park, it's the whole village. We Everybody should feel welcome and, access- and that it's accessible. So I just wanted to mention that it, I smile every time I see it when I'm walking by. Well, Eliza, that's, that's a great, that's a great uh, lead in to where that signage came from. And it goes to the idea of raising awareness in the village, in our region. Uh, and uh, a, a year or more ago, a, a parent of an adult uh, uh, youngster, well, a dunk youngster, that's a contradiction in terms. Maybe probably, a young adult. A young adult, thank you, uh, who was on the spectrum, uh, had a an interaction with some people at a park, not a village park, okay, but a park in the nearby area uh, where uh, that uh, young adult was using the swing. Now, that young adult is a grown adult, okay, and some people in the park, other adults, parents, were giving that young adult's mother a hard time about how come he's on the spring on the swing and he shouldn't be using the swing and the swings are for young kids and blah, 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 blah. So she contacted me and Gary and said, you know, this happened to me and I'm really concerned about it. And of course, when we found out where it was, it wasn't a village park, but the light bulb went off over both our heads. And we said, you know what? We better check the village parks to make sure that there's nothing there that is sending the wrong message about who can use the park equipment. Mm-hmm. And while there was no discriminatory signage there, we had the idea of putting that signage there to let people know that the playground equipment is available for the use of anybody who wants to use it in an appropriate, respectful fashion. And that, without drawing attention to autism in particular, sent the message that this park is for everybody to use appropriately. So that was like a spinoff. And that parent came to us because she said, well, I know you're part of a committee in the village to do something about autism. Mm -hmm. And we did. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's I'd like great. to take that like take that one step farther because today what we're doing, you know, looking now to where we are today in yes. working with the committee and one of the important things is it takes funding to maybe be able to make this work and we're very thankful to the Thomas Thompson Trust who gave us a uh, grant but we had to, you know, it was a $20,000 grant, which we had to then raise $20,000 to get our $40,000 mm-hmm. matching grant. Thank right. you for the word. And, and But that matching grant, part of that money is now going to go be dedicated to helping to design the village park to be an inclusive park. It's going through a renovation phase right now. It's mm-hmm. managed by the Rhinebeck Lions, who equipment but we now have a partnership with the lions and hopefully we can raise this money to be able to make 
equipment more inclusive as what for what gets installed in there in the future. So we're not only raising money to, you know, do education and training and get technical guidance, or we're putting that money to use in the village to make our park a better place for everybody. That is wonderful. And we are just about out of time. So I just want to, to on that piggyback on that real quick. If somebody listening is interested in either getting involved as a member of the committee uh, or finding out more and or making a donation towards the type of uh, initiatives and programs that you're continuing to work on, especially with this generous um, opportunity through Thomas Thompson uh, Trust, what should they do? How do they contact um I guess, is it you, Joe, that they contact as the chair no, of the they, committee? They actually can can contact Gary, who was <laughs> instrumental in working with our bank to get our own QR code, which hopefully is on our website. If not, it will be very Great. soon. People can go there, use the QR code to make a donation to our initiative. All right. Well, and you, you have, you well, said you, you have a Very website. simply write a check to the Village of Rhinebeck in care of the Village of Rhinebeck Autism Supportive Committee, and it will automatically go into that fund. Perfect. So by check or by super technology QR codes on yep. websites. And is there a website that you want people to, to check out? Village of Rhinebeck.org uh, mm-hmm. and go to the Autism Supported web, web page that's there that's dedicated to the work that we're doing. And you can see about the history and learn about where we're going. Okay, fabulous. And I'll just throw out that anybody listening who wants to, uh, who has a question um, and wants to get to the right person through by way of contacting Anderson, we are always happy to pass along messages, inquiries, mm-hmm. questions about um, you know, this process and put you in touch with people on the committee if you contact us here at Anderson as well. So thank you so much, Mayor Gary Bassett from the Village of Rhinebeck and Joe Phelan, Chair of the Autism Supportive Community Committee. Um, we just, we love this partnership just as much and, um, and, and seeing how it continues is really thrilling for us. So thank you for your time and your commitment and, um, and best of luck in the future. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Thank you. This is one in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 36, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join them for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.